Hello, welcome to Remember When. I'm your host, Carl Schulteis. UMGA-TV is continuing this series of the Rural History Project of Life and Community in Upper Marion Township. In their own words, we want the people who live that history of the township to tell us about that history. This edition features Millie Becker. Millie recalls her fond memories of life in Upper Marion Township and her involvement and development of the Cultural Center. Let's sit back and listen to Millie. Remember when. Well, welcome, Millie. Thanks for coming in today. Appreciate you coming by and You're telling welcome. us what you remember when. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I re where, where did you live before you came here? Uh, oh, it was a long time ago. Uh, we moved from New Jersey, from Cherry Hill, mm -hmm. and we had moved to a number of other places before that. So we've lived in King of Prussia for longer than we've lived any other place. Mm -hmm. Well, how did you get here? And why did you get here? Oh, well, my husband was offered a job at GE, and he liked the idea of living in a place where he thought he could fall out of bed and go right to work. But that didn't last very long. Oh, okay. Yeah, it had to. <laughs> right. Well, I understand you have a background in art. Uh, tell us, how did you become interested in art? Well, I started painting when I was three, and I've uh, always been interested in art. Uh, instead of going to a regular high school, I went to art school. Mm -hmm. And then I became a commercial artist. And uh, at that time, I was 16 when I got out of high school. So I worked as a commercial artist for two years and then decided I was ignorant. And I thought going to college would make a difference. And uh, I did. I went to New York University and Hunter College. And then I did some graduate work at Carnegie Mellon when we lived in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And I've been painting, you know, all my all life. life. Yeah. Okay. So when did you come to Upper Marion? I think it was 1964, and, and we rented a house for a year, and then we found the house on Regimental mm -hmm. Road, and uh, we've been living there ever since. So we were uh, in the house since 1965, I believe. So uh, what do you remember about Upper Marion in 1965? Well, I remember on our street there, I think there were 88 kids there were just so many children. If, if your child could not find a friend on that street, <laughs> just were antisocial. Uh, it was, uh, I think a lot of people were home and uh, children could just go outside and play. You didn't worry about uh, if they, they were safe or not. It, it was uh, just a freer, easier time. And um, there was a lot more green space. I think when I first saw the house, it was sitting in a cornfield. Uh, Cayley Road School hadn't been built at the time. It was a cornfield. And uh, when we moved in, the cornfield was gone, and they were building the school. And my youngest was in the first class, and it was a kindergarten class of the school, she started when the school started, and, and that was really lovely. And there were so many children at that time that they had six sections of the kindergarten, and that went all the way up until they went to the upper schools. Upper schools. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, there's been a lot of changes in Upper Marion. Oh, since absolutely. That. So one of those things you've been 
an upper area that say you specifically have been involved in has been the, the development of the art centers and so on. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, I heard from a friend of mine who was an artist uh, that they had a cultural center that had just started in the Upper Merion area. Uh, at that time, it was called the King of Prussia uh, Art Center. And she thought I should get involved with it. So I did. And we decided to change the name to the Upper Merion Cultural Center because that encompassed a larger area. And we had all sorts of classes. We had uh, dancing classes where just about every little girl in town took ballet lessons from Sharon Atkinson, and uh, we had guitar lessons. I know all of my children learned how to play the guitar from Jane Wright, who was the also a music teacher for the school district. And uh, drama classes, I think your wife uh, was one of the early drama teachers, and uh, all sorts of painting classes. There were painting classes for children, painting classes for adults, and uh, so many uh, enjoyed clay. We had lots of pottery classes and lots of clay building for sculpture. Uh, it was, we just had so many different kinds of classes. We even had Tai Chi at one time and yoga. So <laughs> it wasn't just a painting. Uh, we had lots of programs. Uh, that, of course, the public were invited to the programs. Uh, Dr. Pronchek, who loved opera, came and talked to us about opera and even took a bunch of us to the opera at the Curtis Music School because that was something he was very interested in. Uh, there just were so many people that were interested in cultural activities that came and joined us for one reason or, or another to talk to us or to demonstrate for us. It, it just was a great time, and uh, it just grew. I still meet people today that say, oh, I remember you from the Cultural Center, and this was a lot of fun. Um, we also, of course, we had exhibitions because a lot of the people who were interested were artists. And I think we ran at least five exhibitions a year, maybe more. And the town fair started right at the Cultural Center. And I guess when the new township building was put up, you know, where we are now, uh, then uh, the fair moved to these grounds and uh, it was no longer at the Cultural Center. Also, the time of year was changed. We used to have the fair in the spring, and it was changed to the fall of the year. So, you know, it was, it was just a great institution. When you say the Cultural Center, where, what building are you referring to? Um, it's, the Moore build, it's the building on Moore Road. It's been called different things, but... Uh, by various people who lived in the building. Right. What, what did the what was the what was the structure like and the, and the surroundings like at that time? When we it? first got the building, uh, the industrial park was not so large, and there were just acres and acres of beautiful landscaping. And someone was interested in birds because there were birdhouses of every size and shape, including a peacock run. Now, the Peacock Run is still there, but a lot of 
the uh, surrounding area has been cut down for an industrial park. So mm -hmm. not too much land left around the building, but the building is still there. But the strange thing is there was a front porch and a back porch, and they've been removed. So <laughs> I don't know why, but the building is still standing. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, well, I heard that the King of Prussia players are planning to uh, move into the building at some time, but I guess they're going to have to do a, a bunch of renovations. And when we first found the building, it was in very bad shape. Mm -hmm. And because we had such wonderful volunteers, we personally painted and uh, did the floors. The floors were like the waves of the sea. But people uh, in our group that knew about uh, treating the mm -hmm. floors and fixing mm -hmm. them so they'd be level, did that so that the floors were level. And uh, there, one of the uh, boys who uh, wanted to be an Eagle Scout even made a pathway with slate so that we wouldn't get any muddy people uh, coming into the center after it rained. There was a, a walkway, mm -hmm. and that was a special project. A lot of things were done just by volunteers because the only people that were paid were uh, the teachers and the... Um, Secretary Rose Brian Finkel, uh, who was became a printmaker, was one of the uh, leading forces for the center. Uh, Lillian Lee became a very fine teacher for the center. She wasn't there at the beginning, but uh, she was very active as a teacher. And uh, afterwards, got to live in a little house that was part of the grounds, and then became part of. A combustion engineer's grounds. So she lived right near the center on the grounds. Oh, there just were so many people mm -hmm. <laughs> that it's hard to remember mm -hmm. individuals mm -hmm. aside from the people that actually started the center. Mm -hmm. One of our early teachers was Pierre Sassou. Pierre Sassou? That was, that was his name. Oh, <laughs> okay. And he's quite a character. Uh, Lillian Lee, as I said, taught a lot of the painting classes. Priscilla Grossick taught uh, clay uh, and pottery classes, and she's still around. Mm -hmm. And her husband was president of the center for a number of years. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Ballestero was uh, one of the starters, one of the people who started the center. He and his wife were very active. And then we had a couple uh, named Davis, they were an older couple. Most of us had children. We wanted good places for our children to learn and enjoy uh, cultural classes. But they, they just were great supporters. So uh, we, uh, the uh, Grossmans, uh, Howard Grossman was on the planning commission. Right. And he found that property. I mean, he knew how we... Uh, could uh, make a deal to get the property. Okay. And we rented it uh, for a dollar a year okay. at first. You know. Well, it was affordable, certainly. <laughs> well, it was, you know, we were just kind of minding it right. at, uh, because I think uh, it was set aside to be developed sometime in the future. Right. So what's your favorite uh, medium as far as art's concerned? 
Oh, whatever I'm doing at the time. I, I teach watercolor, but I also do a lot of acrylics and oils and pastels. So it, just whatever I feel like doing at right. the time. Right. Where, uh, where do you uh, do your, your painting now? Well, I do some of it at home, and then I also uh, rent studio space at the Wayne Arts Center. Mm -hmm. So I understand you have... Uh, some paintings in Spain, is that my correct? Uh, yes. Uh, I had never sent the work overseas before, but I had belonged to this uh, international group of artists, and they sent um, portfolios of work to various art institutions and colleges and uh, libraries and various universities, and in one of their publications, they, uh, a show was announced in Spain, and I thought, well, you know, I'll try it. I, you know, I, I had never sent anything. They even gave mailing instructions. So uh, the, spa the show was in Granada, and then I got a letter. I went w wondering what happened to my work. I hadn't heard from anyone, and uh, these people were setting up a new museum in Cuenca, Spain, and asked for my work. And I said, sure. <laughs> so that was the two pieces are in the museum in Spain. Oh, very good. Congratulations. That's a Thank nice you. achievement. Right. Who was the one that was doing the um, decorating of Easter eggs? Do you recall? Oh, yes. It was uh, Dr. Pronchek, uh, the Mrs. Pronchek, right. Mrs. Dr. Pronchek. Okay. <laughs> Do you, could you describe the process? First? Well, uh, I was teaching at the time, and uh, I always like to bring people in that would be interesting to my students. And uh, one of their daughters was in my class at the time, and I thought, wouldn't it be great if uh, her, the mother would come in and do a demonstration for the class? Mm -hmm. And she said, she certainly would. And so that was really wonderful because that's a process that most people are not aware of and it's very intricate. It's a, a sort of a batik process where uh, a color is put down and wax is put down and where the wax is covering up the area, color will not penetrate. So if you keep doing uh, more and more colors and putting wax down, the you'll have the colors covered mm -hmm. where the uh, uh, you know where the the wax is. There no color mm -hmm. will appear except what is underneath. Mm -hmm. So and usually you start with the lightest color and go to the darkest color if you can imagine that. And that's how you do a batik on cloth. It's the same process. Well, having seen one of the, some Easter eggs, it looks like it's a very complicated and delicate procedure. Well, it is. Yeah. You have to have a fine hand to do that. Right, mm -hmm. and I, you have to blow the contents of the egg out before you start to paint. <laughs> you don't hard boil them. <laughs> no, no, and uh, you do have to be very careful how you handle the eggshell. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do because it's a, it's very delicate. <laughs> right, right. Okay. All right. Um, understand you're involved with the Montgomery County Guild of Professional Artists now. Yes. Uh, Tell us about that. Uh, 
the uh, Montgomery Guild of Professional Artists, are, uh, we meet at the Inquirer building right here in up in Marion, and it's located on uh, Route 23. And uh, when the building was designed, they designed the gallery space, which is very lovely. And the gallery is on two levels. Uh, I've been president of the organization for 11 years and only recently became emeritus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a lot of shows. Uh, it's all for professional artists. Uh, if you want to become a member, you have to pass the uh, a group of artists who are associates. And uh, you have to bring several pieces of work and show the work as it is presented, the way you frame it or depending on what kind of work you do. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a wall space and we have uh, shelf space in glass cases. So for little things and for sculpture. Uh, and uh, when we have a show opening, we usually uh, have a reception, which is very nice. And the public is invited. We also do outreach. So uh, for quite a number of years, we invited all the high school, uh, uh, both public and private in, the, in Montgomery County to uh, have their students show work. And we gave a really a super collection of art uh, memorabilia, well, uh, uh, implements of uh, art <laughs> to uh, each participant because we wanted to really uh, have these students feel supported in the arts, and we gave out prizes. And this work, it was a lot of work for the people involved, but uh, it became a little bit tedious. And then we found that the art teachers, um, many of them didn't want to take the trouble to send the work. So we found that mostly the private schools were sending work, and that wasn't our aim. Mm -hmm. We wanted to have people who were interested in the arts, students who were interested, have a gallery experience. Okay. Um, so, you know, we stopped that. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have any other programs down there? Well, uh, we have uh, programs for artists. For instance, we have Golden, who makes the most wonderful art supplies, uh, have representatives come out and give a talk. And if they give a talk, they usually bring samples for everybody. Mm -hmm. And th then you're on their list and they send you a newsletter on a regular basis telling about uh, not only uh, their materials, but how an artist can use it and what other artists have done. So it's very informative. Mm -hmm. And we've had other companies come in as well. Mm -hmm. But Golden does an especially good job. Did any of your children follow in your footsteps? As no. Far as <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, they follow their dad uh, all, all of my children have gone into the sciences. Sciences. <laughs> okay. Well, none of my kids went into medicine, so I... <laughs> okay, so, all right, we're even. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, 
what what do you see in the future here in terms of uh, the way art's going and, and uh... well I, I'm sorry that we don't have a cultural center in our town other places do and uh, I think that there are more outlets today than there ever were because so much is being done on the internet and so much is being done with digital imaging so it's uh, just going in a different direction. And I think that more people can do things at home because of the internet and computers. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that it's just more, more exciting in a way and less social. Well, I just received an award that is gonna be presented uh, this Sunday. Uh, yeah, I've won a lot of awards uh, for my artwork, not for uh, other things, <laughs> but uh, uh, this uh, last award made me feel really good because it's on a new piece of work. And it was something a little bit different. It's called The Women, and it has uh, sort of, uh, in a vague way, the shapes of women, and there's one essential uh, figure that is a historical figure. And who is that historical figure? Well, I'm not going to tell you. You have to see the work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But with a lot of the work that I do, uh, you have to bring your imagination to it. There are all sorts of imaging, uh, and a lot of it is abstract, but you bring yourself in and tell the story. story. Last year, I had two shows, uh, two big shows. One was at Newman University, and then uh, last summer, I had a show at uh, Montgomery County Community College. Uh, at Newman, it was a one-man show. At the community college, it was I showed with another woman. Mm -hmm. Any other awards that you might want to tell us about? Well, I've had so many, I <laughs> really don't. <laughs> don't know what to tell you about them, except that uh, it's, it's great when uh, people take the time to recognize what you're doing, mm -hmm. which I guess is uh, pretty difficult. And I remember there used to be a column, I think it was in the Inquirer, and it was called Heads Above the Crowd, and it told about people that were winning things or doing special things, and I guess it's a way of standing out from the crowd. The, do you f see any future for the possibility of a resurgence of the cultural center here in Upper Lane? Well, I tried to start a, a cultural center again uh, with a friend of mine, and <clears throat> we thought we would, uh, you know, really making progress, and uh, it turned out that it fell through, and then we both went our separate ways. I went uh, to the Montgomery County, uh, you know, a group of uh, professional artists, and mm -hmm. she went to work. <laughs> mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, we didn't follow through mm -hmm. because uh, keeping a thing going isn't as difficult as getting something started. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. <laughs> Get that momentum going, right? it can make a difference, right? Yeah. Right. Well, well, Jean Mary, I want to thank you very much for coming to talk to us today. Well, you're very welcome. And tell us a little bit about 
Art in Upper Marion. <laughs> yes, and I wanted people to remember the Cultural Center because it was such a fun place for all the people that came, even just to see the place. That's it for this edition of Remember When. If you'd like to make a suggestion or comment on this program, please use the following contact information. Thanks for watching. Until next time and always, remember when. If you'd like to be a guest, contact us at Upper Marion Township, 175 West Valley Forge Road, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, 19406. Or email us at info at umtownship.org.